Sato Titi you're welcome in this place today Holy Spirit touch the hearts of the people touch the hearts of the people that are streaming right now decree and declare that this is the house of God he said in his presence there's liberty joy forevermore. Mm. And we can be partakers of his divine nature. Let us never forget what it's like to gather on one accord in one place in one mind the enemy is trying to get us to forget what that's like he's trying to get us to forsaken the dissembling of ourselves together by fear there's no virus in this place cannot dwell sickness, evil darkness cannot dwell in this temple in this temple where are the worshipers where are my praises oh you're right there is a sound <laughs> there is a sound. What is your voice print? Oh, magnify the Lord. See, that's mine. Magnify him. My God. Just need to let him have his way in a in this place So I speak in the tongues of angels and men and have not love. God's love. I am nothing. 
resounding clankering cymbal. God's love. Satan took back the keys. And led captivity. Captive. Teacher, he said, Give me the keys. Pastor Rod, give me the keys to Brandy Wright. Give me the keys back of evangelists. Give me the keys back to the harpers. Give me the keys back. Took back the keys. Entrance keys allow you to get in. He didn't say the key, he said the keys. Mm, mm, And I'm gonna tell you because the Holy Spirit is moving, because that's my first scripture that I'm gonna go to today. See, you gotta know you gotta allow him to move. Put no restraint on the Holy Spirit. See that virus got to wait. Got to hold off. It cannot dictate. Stand down. Presence of God is here. Have a unified body in here today. Hallelujah. to Gabby give me back the keys to my son Najee worship in here today he's trying to silence us I would not be silent <laughs> glory to God I wanna I'm trying to move on give me some of them symbols back there You know the ones I like with the white tips. He told 
talked about the symbols. There is such a harmonic. There is such a vibration. supposed to feel that glory to God take it on up Like waves of the Holy Spirit moving. Come on. It's a sound. Hmm. He wants us to forget. what the enemy is trying to get the whole body is to silence them because he knows that there's a sound that comes from the household of the harpers that there's a sound that comes from Cindy Rollins new baby in her family he knows that there's a sound see you're not living until you hear that sound when that baby comes out First thing that says is that sound make you think, know that you are alive. It's an entrance into this world. It's by a sound. And God said, My goodness. He wants to silence the church. Can never silence this right here. I'm going. I just think we. Have to give him proper reverence. Oh my God. He wants us to forget what it's like to assemble together. He wants us to forget the moves of God that we have experienced in this place. Hey, glory to God. I'm telling you, God's been talking to me. Mm. And he's saying, all we have to do is believe. Woo! See, we can, we can assemble, but them believe but we got to believe now in this season you're gonna have to believe you got to come by faith everything you do thank you holy spirit 
Before I go, I'll start teaching. I, I don't know. The Lord want me to want me to start with a side note. <laughs> he wants to show us something. I need two more symbols. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo. Oh, my goodness. Help me out, Lord. Minister. Go to. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's going to show us something. He want us to know something about his word today. Glory to God. Go to 1 Corinthians. <clears throat> oh, I thank Holy Spirit. Go to 1 Corinthians 2, 6 and 7, Amplified. He's, if you can get this today, if you can get this side note. Verse. Man. Hallelujah. This is First Corinthians chapter two at verse six. Hold on. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God. I'm sorry, man. Ah. I'm trying to move this thing. Ah. Y'all don't think God don't miss us too? Yes, he does. Y'all praying. Connect with men. Keeping a hedge about this place. Amen. Trying, teacher. Okay. Go ahead. First Corinthians chapter two at verse six. Yet when we are among the full grown, the spiritually mature Christians who are ripe in understanding, we do impart a higher wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden. But it is indeed not a wisdom of this present age 
or of this world, nor of the leaders and rulers of this age who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. Yeah. But rather what we are setting forth mm. is a wisdom of God once hidden from the human understanding and now revealed to us by God. That wisdom which God devised and decreed before the ages for our glorification. <laughs> to lift us, hallelujah, Ooh. into the glory of his presence. Hey. Oh my God. Ah. And you read that with your spirit the first time. Ah. That's right, because you can't leave that place. Oh my God! I, I, I'm, I'm, side note, God just—he's speaking to us. I should point out some things. I always I always like studying the beginning or before the beginning. Say that again. Teach, I always like studying the beginning and before the beginning. That scripture just talked about mystery. See, that's a mystery within itself. When I said I like to study before the beginning, it's only hidden temporarily. Watch this. I'm going to help things. Maybe. Before you were born, things happened. Right? Before you showed up on the scene, things happened, right? Happened in the world that you live in, right? Things happened before you existed. Before you arrived. And there are things happening right now. While you're here. Right? And things are going to be happening after you leave here. Right? Okay. Mm. Meaning. Before man showed up. On the scene. There has been other dispensations. Before our own. See? See, I told you, see, 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 this is the this is why I preface it with this mystery. I like to study before the beginning. How do you do that? You can't do that. You can't go to a book. But I speak the hidden. Open up some things to you. God deals with the heart. And he's a father. And if you ask your father and your father love you, you know you love him. He will reveal to you. 
not want knowledge of my father. It's going to help my relationship. So before you arrived here, there were other dispensations before man got here. Before the arrival of Adam and Eve, I hope y'all know that Satan was already here. The Bible speaks of there was a war in heaven. The Bible calls him a murderer from the beginning. See, those are stories you don't know of. Those are other stories. There are other stories that you don't know. Who did he murder before the beginning? He was a murderer. Who did he murder? The Bible can't lie. He had already fallen, Cindy. Meaning there is a story that you don't know. Mm. What is the mystery story that Adam did not know? Because when Satan came to Adam, Satan started giving him some strange information. It was not part of the curriculum that God gave Adam. Satan told Eve, there is something I want to tell you. You see, there are two trees. There is a long story about the both of them people. You see, the Garden of Eden, there is more to it than what you see, Adam. The Garden of Eden did not start with Adam. Mm. The first occupant in the Garden of Eden was Lucifer. See, we read and we think it's like boom, 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 boom. Nah. Nah, because you don't even know how long Adam was in the garden. He was a spirit. Hmm. And time hadn't been corrupted yet. So you don't really know what time is. See, in this dispensation, we, we look at time as a container. Kind of like a prison. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Watch this teaching. This is just a side note. I'm just trying to get us somewhere. I'm going to share this because it's going to help us. Now, something happened, and Lucifer had to check out of the garden. And now here comes man. And Satan said, come, I want to tell you. A story. <laughs> a story that you don't know. See these two trees? 
there is a mystery behind them. One is the tree of life. And the other one is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. See, before man arrived, evil was already here. And God knows if you eat, hold on. See, in the Garden of Eden, in the spirit. See, we read this all the time, teacher, and it's just in the natural. We read it carnally. Watch this. See, in the Garden of Eden, in the spirit, you don't eat to fill your stomach. Every tree that you see, thou can eat of. You don't eat for the filling of your stomach in the spirit. You eat for revelation. The purpose of eating in the spirit is revelation. Go to Jeremiah 15, 16. Forget, they hadn't fallen yet. Spirit doesn't need, go ahead. Jeremiah chapter 15 at verse 16. Your words were found and I ate them. And your words were to me a joy. And the rejoicing of my heart. Oh my goodness. For I am called by your name, mm. O Lord God of hosts. Man. Jeremiah 3.15. Since we're there. Did y'all hear what that scripture said? Spiritual eating. Jeremiah 3. Chapter 3 at verse 15. And I will give you spiritual shepherds after my own heart. In the final time, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding and judgment? This is how the spirit is supposed to eat. But our minds went straight to the fruit and they ate thereof. Went natural. See how easy it is to leave from one plane to another? From one existence to another? They were spirits. Eating was not to fill your stomach. Eating was for revelation. There was no hunger in the garden as we know it today. It's the eating of the tree of life. Watch this. That enforces what we call eternal life. Eternal life is not just a mystery in terms of endless longevity. Without death. 
That's why the word of God said, man shall not live by bread alone. <laughs> that is the, there's another mystery that man should not eat by bread alone. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's so simple. It's right there. This is why he said that man should not eat by bread alone. He was never designed to eat. To live. Okay, okay. All right, just a side note, just to get us where we need to go. Man should not live by bread alone. There's another mystery that can keep man alive. But man shall live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. How does a little chick eat? How does a little chick eat? It eats from the nourishment from his mother's mouth. Mouth to mouth. If I could gather you as chicks. See, we don't understand that man's supposed to live. I talk to my servant, Moses. I feed him. But man shall live from the mouth of God. When you start eating the word, it's like a capsule of rejuvenation for your spirit man. Mm -mm -mm -mm. It has the capacity to sustain you. That's how Jesus survived the wilderness. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. We miss it. He drank no water. He ate no food. See, we go on a 40-day fast, we still drink. The Bible says that he ate nor drank. So he lived on the word. Because you and I can't naturally go 40 days without water. Mm. And y'all know prior to that, the spirit came upon him. See, that's how we're supposed to be sustained. By the, watch this, the living word. See, it, mm -mm, it, it's the revelation of Jesus. That's how you eat. Oh, you try 40 days without water. You might do food, but go 40 days without water. See, we've been reading that all night, and he didn't have water. Man, what did he tell Satan? So live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's how he lived. 
He was connected. Fed him. Just like a chick. Just like an eagle to his child. Prepared. Oh, my goodness. Okay, y'all don't believe it? All right. Go real quick. Go to John 6. 51. Let me see if that one is. We're going to move on. That's a side note. This is John chapter 6 at verse 51. I myself am this living bread mm. that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Mm -hmm. And also the bread that I shall give for the life of the world is my flesh, ah. my body. And he did. He surely did. Oh, my goodness. It's just a mystery that unveils. Spend a little time with God. All the trees you can eat of. But that one, you don't. All the other trees will feed you spiritually. But that tree, it's the natural tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Hunted. But in Revelation, there's only one tree that's going to remain. Amen. Glory to God. It's the tree of life. Now, that tree. And it talks about how it bears fruit every 30 days. But I told you, you eat for a revelation. How deep is God? It, it, everything. This is the tree you're going to be eating from. You're going to be. See, Satan didn't know everything. Satan, listen, he was the custodian of the mysteries of heaven. He was the custodian of the mysteries of heaven. He was like the librarian. He had another occupation. And this is how he deceived that he was kicked out. But he was the custodian. He had the mysteries of heaven. But he didn't have the mysteries of God. This is how he was able to lead them away. Because I can get us back in. But you, you have the mysteries of heaven, but you don't have the mysteries of God. That's what you don't have. See, if you ask, he said we speak of mystery. He said, and the princes of this world didn't know. See, we speak of mystery that they don't know. If they had known, they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Woo! My goodness. Custodian. He's a librarian. Keeper of the mysteries of heaven, but not the mysteries of God. Who could know him? Ah, 
Glory to God. All right, let's get to the teaching. <laughs> I got 15 minutes. I got 15 minutes. Can I go a little? What, what y'all going to redeem to me? What y'all going to redeem to the pastor today? You sure did. You worship for 30. All right. Glory to God. And folks say they came to get the word. So last week we were talking about part three. This will be part four. But this would be the power. Well, we're going to talk about being a witness, right? The nature of power, the witness. So I didn't finish it all, but I want to get back to some of it. Um, and I think I ended right here at Romans 8.19. But we're going to go a little further with that, um, with Romans as well as I get there. Um, and we talked about being that witness um, and that we have to be a validator uh, of the truth. And uh, we, you're to be a validator. Your assignment is to be a validator of that claim of Jesus, who he is, as you're witnessing. You're not witnessing about you. You're not witnessing about yourself. You're witnessing about the king of kings. Amen. You're witnessing about the person that allowed you to witness. Amen. Can I get a witness? All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, and I think I ended here and I said there had to be. Um, every witness has something that will always demand or be demanded of them, and it is called a token of truthfulness. And that name of that token is called evidence. Amen? Amen. And I asked the question in Romans 18 or 8:19. I said, uh, where are your evidence? Where is the evidence that you are a believer? Mm -hmm. Where is the evidence of your character? Of your integrity, of your commitment, of your loyalty, of your accountability, of your submission, of your leadership, of your stewardship, of your obedience. Where's the evidence of your love, your relationships, your husband? If your husband, where's the evidence? Your evidence should be how I talk to your wife. If we're in the wife, it should be your husband. Where's the evidence that you are that? Amen. Where's the evidence of your worship? Where's the evidence of your praise? Where's the evidence of your prayer life? Where's the evidence of your discipline? What is the evidence that you are his witness? Amen. So you have to have evidence. You're in a trial. You're in a case. You have an accuser. You have a prosecutor and you have a defender. And you have the judge who is a just judge. Plead your case. What is the evidence against you? What is the evidence for you? I've taught you so many things, he's saying in the word. I've taught you how to have the fruit of the spirit, self-control, temperance. I've taught you how to brighten your tongue. What's the problem? See, he's, he's, you're on trial. You're on trial. And your words will either justify you or condemn you. Okay. That's the word of God. What should we be hearing in this season? 
What's the evidence? When you go to the bank, you should have evidence before you can take out something that's even yours. I'm going to say that again. You can't go to the bank and take out money <laughs> without evidence of who you are. Who, that's right, who are you? And I need identification to take out your own money. Okay, okay, I'm going to show y'all something here. When you go to the bank, you have to show evidence to take out your own money. There has to be evidence of who you are or who you say you are. See, you don't understand something. That's just how the kingdom works as well. That's how the kingdom works as well. See, you're trying to make a claim. You're trying to make a withdrawal. But there's no evidence of who you are. Who are you? This happens all the time. Let me see your tithe record. Oh, excuse me. Let me stop that. Let me see your heart record. And Satan don't want your money. Satan is never after your money. He after your car. He listen. He don't want you. He don't want your body. What Satan wants is your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions. I know those things separate you. I know those things divide you. I don't want your money. He don't want your money. He don't want your house or your car. He wants your soul. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jesus, my God. This is what we miss, that the kingdom works just like that. There has to be a legal document. There has to be a legal document. I told you the spirit realm is a legal realm. There has to be a legal document to gain access to its currency. Mm. You have to show proof of ownership. You know, like when you lose your property. Mm -hmm. You have to show proof that that's you. You can't just go to creation and say, here I am. I'm born again. The creation was the, the creation was say many have said that. See the earth the, the creation is waiting. I'm gonna show you what the creation is talking back to you. Here I am, born again. I want to make a withdrawal. Many have come in that manner. Mm-hmm. Many have come in that uh huh in that manner. If you're a witness, where is your evidence? Got all that in the bank, and you can't withdraw nothing. All that locked up, and because you won't identify who you are, you can't make a withdrawal. It works just like that. Mm. Okay, here we go. Or you'll say, here's the big one right here, teacher. <laughs> God, I had an encounter. 
in the secret place. Nonsense. You had an experience. What is your evidence? Mm-mm-mm. If God called you as a businessman to liberate the economy of America, what is your evidence? Evidence is the end of all arguments. Evidence is the end of all arguments. Mm -hmm. Y'all want to hear that again? Evidence is the end of all arguments. The reason, teacher, there is so much preaching, and it is a whole lot, is because it covers the lack of evidence. Okay. The reason there's so much preaching, so many books written, so many devotionals, is because we're using it to cover up. The lack of evidence. Mm-hmm. You don't even believe what you wrote. What you wrote. See, the advancement of the kingdom was not supposed to be this hard. The advancement of the kingdom was not supposed to be this hard. Hmm. It's no connection. There's no connection to the king. I told you it was too much talk. It's just too much talk. I'll come to church. Let me stop. Just too much talk. Mm -mm. I'm going to come to church. Too much talk. The advancement of the kingdom was not supposed to be this hard. It is our lack of substantiating the truth. That's what the problem is. Why should people come to your church? Just because you said you were called? What's the evidence? I know a lot of people got churches open up. What's the evidence that you were called? What's the evidence that you were called? Because anybody can open up a store. Don't mean you got management qualities, administrative duties. Don't mean you know. Okay. All right. What's the evidence? Is there love there? Can it be found? Is there forgiveness there? Mm-hmm. In the hearts of the pastor and the people? Because it ain't right if the pastor just got love in his heart and the people don't. That's something wrong. Where's your evidence? 
I'll show you mine. Mm. It has to be a token of truthfulness that will compel all to come. It has to be. It's the evidence. I can just see God. <laughs> nope, I didn't call you for that. Nope, I didn't call you for that. Nope, I didn't tell you to open up that. Nope, I didn't tell you all that. Then he's going to have the other line. I told you to open this up, and I told you to do this, and I told you to do that. And you didn't do it. Both sides. Make your election sure. If he called you to be a pastor, you better know how to suffer. You better know how to feed. Because that's what job is to feed you with wisdom and knowledge and understanding. That's my job. That's my job is to feed you and you are to eat. Spiritually. That's how you're supposed to know. That's how you can tell people growing or not. That's how you can tell people uh, just spitting it out. Yeah, it was good, Pastor. <laughs> That's how you can tell. Because they ain't growing. Bunch of bulimic Christians. I'm like, your weight is the same. You ain't you ain't gained nothing in the spirit. I know I saw you at the feeding. Mature. Spiritual. Listen to that. In Corinthians right there, 2, 6, it said, yet we are coming to full-grown spiritual maturity Christians. We're supposed to be maturing. You can't just have milk. Babies. All right. Okay. Minister, go to John 3. What is your evidence of your witness? What's the evidence that you <laughs> go to Walker Ministries? Because mm -hmm. they got a pastor there that's full of love, grace. Mm. I tell you, there's a whole lot of spitting out, but go ahead. You got a pastor there that's diligent, that's committed. That's always on the scene. Mm. Mm -hmm. What's your evidence? What's your evidence that you're following me? As I follow Christ. That the minute I'm not, you don't have to. But if I am. Mm -hmm. John chapter 3. One and two. John chapter three at verse one. Now there was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler, a leader, an authority among the Jews, mm -hmm. who came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we know and are certain that you have come from God as a teacher. For no one can do these signs, these 
wonderworks, these mm. miracles, and produce the proofs mm. that you do, unless God is with him. <laughs> Nicodemus was saying, you have to be a man sent from God. You have to be. We have seen the tokens. We have seen the demonstration, the proof. Not possible within the world of man. Mm, mm, mm. Go to Romans. Let's go back here. Let's go to Romans 8. 18. Let's look at this. Now, this is important. This is Romans chapter 8 at verse 18. But what of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, this present life, are not worth being compared <laughs> with the glory that is about to be revealed to us. Come on, stop right there. How come this don't? See, we ain't eat this yet. We haven't ate that yet. You have, you're spitting this part out right here. Oh, yes, you are. Read it again, minister. It so reads, but what of that? For I consider that the sufferings of this present time, this present life, mm -hmm. are not worth being compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us and for us and conferred on us. See, it's that word suffering is what we want to blot out. Yeah, we want to take that away. You know, when you're tired and you don't want to come and you don't want to study and you don't want to do it. No, you, you, you're forgetting the glory. See, now you're eating naturally. Now you just shifted from the supernatural to the natural. You just downgraded. The suffering is part of your witness. A vital part. Y'all know. See, this is how you can tell who's eaten this word. Because there will be evidence. You will see now, that word has been now engrafted into me. Eating is very important. So important, it was in the beginning. An understanding of what eating really is and what it's for. You are to eat spiritually. See, this is the problem. We can't flip it to the switch to say, this is how I'm sustaining my circumstances. By the eating of the scrolls. Oh, it was sweet going down, but... Once it settled, it was bitter. Uh, okay, come on. C come on, let's go. Next verse. At verse 19. Mm -hmm. For even the whole creation, all nature, waits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known. Stop. Th th this is just too much. For every, the whole creation, 
from the blade of grass to the one raindrop from all creation. Is waiting. All creation, every every um, scene and uh, subatomic, you know, particle. Every virus. All creation, all nature waits expectantly and longs earnestly for God's sons to be made known. Waits for the revealing, the disclosure of their sonship. See, we, we, our understanding of Scripture has been so skewed. And the responsibility that you have has been so downgraded, manipulated, set aside. This is an important Scripture. Verse 20. Verse 20. Here we go. For the creation, nature was, subge was subjected to frailty, mm. to futility, condemned to frustration, mm. not because of some intentional fault on its part, huh. but by the will of him who so subjected it, mm. yet with the hope. 21. That nature, that creation itself, will be set free from its bondage to decay and corruption and gain an entrance mm. into the glorious freedom of God's children. See, this has to take place because in the book of Revelation that I taught you on Friday, that there will be a new heaven and a new earth, and then separate was the sea. And it's waiting for you to get your act together. For you to believe. See, that scripture, see, we, we don't never put those two together. It's waiting for you. The new heaven and the new earth. And there will be no more sea. 75% of the earth is covered in water. 75% of your body is water. I told you, you're made in the similitude. Of the earth. Meaning that you're going to have to have now a new body that will not have that water in it. You will be a spirit. And that water, that Tiamat, that represents the chaos will no longer be in you. That's why it will be no more sea. And that's why you have to have a new body. And so did Jesus. Thou hast prepared a body for me. Okay, read. Mm, mm, mm. Woo! Verse 20, did we hit 21? Verse 21 means that there is a cause creation is carrying and saying, 
Where are the sons? All creation. See, and it should make you think differently when you step outside. Creation is saying, it's crying, it's hearing prophetically that there are people or there is a people who are representation of the life. This is what the creation is saying, teacher. Prophetically, that there is a people who are representing or representation of the life, the power, the grace, the kingdom. But we don't see them. I know they're walking upon me. Prophetically, I know that there's a people who represent that life, the power, the grace of the kingdom. Imagine that. We didn't see them. In the sermons. We didn't see them in the teachings. We didn't see them in the business world. Creation is saying that. But we don't see them there. I I hear them prophetic, but I don't see them in their sermons. I hear them prophetic, but I don't see them, them sons, in the teachings. I don't hear them prophetically in the business world, in the entertainment world. I know that they're there to represent, but I don't see them. And if they are there, where is the evidence? Mm. Where's the evidence? Go to Luke. Go to Luke 4, 14. Uh, And to 22. Read it quickly. Luke chapter 4 and verse 14. Then Jesus went back full of and under the power of the Holy Spirit into Galilee. And the fame of him spread through the whole region round about. And he himself conducted a course of teaching in their synagogues, being recognized and honored and praised by all. So he came to Nazareth, that Nazareth where he had been brought up. And he entered the synagogue, as was his custom on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read. And there was handed to him the roll of the book of the prophet Isaiah. He opened, he unrolled the book and found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, the anointed one, the Messiah, to preach the good news, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me, my God, to announce Release to the captives Ah. and recovery of sight to the blind. To send forth as delivered those who are oppressed, who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed, and broken down by calamity. To proclaim the accepted and acceptable year of the Lord. Come on. 
the day when salvation and the free favors of God profusely abound. Look at this witness. Then he rolled up the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. Oh, I love it. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were gazing attentively. Look at this. And he began to speak to them. Watch this. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled while you are present and hearing. hearing. Yeah. Come on. And all spoke well of him and marveled at the words of grace that came forth from his mouth. And they said, is not this Joseph's son? son. My God. I mean, see, when you are a witness, they don't recognize you. And when he opened up that scroll, they won't recognize you. I just can see Jesus now. He was standing up there on that beamer. And he was witnessing. Then he went and sat down. Here's the book. And then as he was sitting down, he still was talking. Did y'all see that? What a witness. See, the problem is you look the same. Is that Joseph's son? That minister died? Oh, Jesus, my God. Now, go to Luke 6, 10. Evidence. Everybody say evidence. evidence. All right. Of my witness. Come on. Go to Luke, 10, Luke, Luke 6, 10. Come on, let's work this word. Let's feed. Luke chapter 6 at verse 10. Then he glanced around at them all and said to the man, stretch out your hand. Ah. And he did so. And his hand was fully restored like the other one. Hold on. Jesus showed them the evidence of who he was. He was the revelation of God. Stretch forth thy hand. And thy hand was made whole. Evidence of who. The revelation of who God was. Look at that. Our civilization now is a civilization of proof and intelligence. The generation of our parents was a generation of loyalty. Where they believe, listen, where they believe, listen, or not, they followed. They followed suit. Whether they believe or not, they followed suit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But this generation of people, will ask you questions, and nobody will follow you blindly. That's why, that's, why, that's why it's hard to be a shepherd. They know better how to run the ministry. The vision won't give it to you. The vision was given to the pastor. The vision won't give it to all the people that are around Paul. It was given to Paul. It won't give it to Ananias. He had a dream to do. He had a he had a dream and he had to fulfill. Okay, y'all watch this. All right. Woo! Y'all got quiet on that one. That old generation was loyal. They followed. They followed. Mm-hmm. That's why our songs ain't the same. Okay. All right. Okay. Another spirit. We're gonna talk about that later. He gave you an anointing. You hear this a lot of times. He gave you an anointing for wealth. He gave you, he gave me an anointing for music. 
for business. Okay, that's fine. Where's the evidence? You can't be called to the business world and you don't tithe. You don't understand the law of reciprocity. And you can't, it's going to be hard for you to be in the music industry because you need to be delivered. Because it's essential. That's why a lot of our people fall in the music industry. Flesh. Okay, all right. Watch this. True things take time, right? But forever is failure. Oh, I'm working. See, that one just went right on over, Cindy Rollins. That just went right on over there. Y'all need me to say it again? Maybe I said it too fast. I take it, you want me to say it again? I said it too fast. Okay, okay. I told you, true, some things take time. But forever is failure. I'm, he's still working on me. No, his work is finished on you. When he died and gave up his spirit and the ghost, he said, it is finished. Your work is done. No, 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 no. See, you got that wrong. He's still working on me. No, you still don't want to live the life. You haven't laid that life down yet. He's not working on you. He's done. His stuff is yes and amen. The end of faith is manifestation. As I told y'all last week, it's too much talk in the body. It's too much. I told people last week that walking ministry, what it does is just challenges who you say you are. If you say you're a believer, then you're going to be challenged. Then you should have evidence. Here's my evidence. If you say you're a minister here, then there should be evidence that you're a minister here. I got one clap in the back, and I thought all the ministers would be like... What's your evidence? If you say who you are, why do we get upset when we challenge or you're being challenged with the evidence that you say you have? See, I told you, I got a call. That, uh -uh. I had an experience. No, that ain't it. What's your evidence? If God would hold you up to what you said you were, let alone me. What would be your evidence? What would be your evidence if God, not me, it's hard enough me, but if God, if he called you to be a pastor, you should be pastoring. If he called you to be, you know, an evangelist, you should be evangelizing. It should be, that should be the driving thing that's in you. Because that's who I am now. That's why it's hard for me to leave you. There's no shepherd want to leave his sheep. All right. Mm-mm. Nah, we be gone. A man of God, man of God, let me help y'all. A man of God, I know I talk to the women sometimes, but I'm going to talk to men too real quick. A man of God, you're looking for an Esther, not a Vashti. 
You're not looking for a vest. She failed. Esther, <laughs> where are you? Ahasuerus, <laughs> or should I say Xerxes? That's what you want to be, a Hezerah bride or a Xerxes bride. That had nothing to do with her beauty. Watch this. Remember, the witness needs evidence. To be a Hezerah bride is not beauty. It was that you must stay with Hagar for a year and have an ointment that's rubbed on you. It's two types that one type was myrrh and another type was, was uh, forget the other one, but it was for a year. Six months with one and six months for the other to be the king's bride. Look at this. Hold on, hold on. It's a witness. She was a witness. But to be his bride, to be the bride, to be, there was a process. And she proved that she could withstand. Who, how many of y'all could stand for a year just to be rubbing you for a year? Two days tops. Get away from me. It is just too much. Two days tops. Y'all going to do a Hazarah, a Hazarah bride, had to stay with Hagar for a year. It had to be, ointment had to be rubbed on her. Esther gave an ointment. Listen, listen, she, this is a nonstop thing. This was a nonstop thing. The preparation. Y'all ain't ready. Y'all ain't ready. First Corinthians 2. I'm going to finish right here. I got some more. I said I'm going to finish right here. First Corinthians 2. First Corinthians 2. 1 through 4. First Corinthians chapter 2 at verse 1. As for myself, brethren, when I came to you, I did not come proclaiming to you the testimony and evidence or mystery and secret of God concerning what he has done through Christ for the salvation of men in lofty words of eloquence or human philosophy and wisdom. For I resolved to know nothing, to be acquainted with nothing, to make a display of the knowledge of nothing, and to be conscious of nothing mm. among you except Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and him crucified. And I was in, I passed into a state of weakness and fear, dread, and great trembling after I had come among you. And my language and my message were not set forth in persuasive, enticing, and plausible words of wisdom, but they were in demonstration ah. of the Holy Spirit Woo! and power, a proof by the Spirit 
and power of God operating on me and stirring in the minds of my hearers the most holy emotions and thus persuading them. I came with demonstration, proof. I'm going to need, this is what I'm talking about. At some point as believers, we have to say, I'm tired of stories about God, how he does things. At some point, I have to be, listen, I need evidence. I'm tired. It's too many books I'm reading, too many conferences I'm going to, too many Zoom meetings. I need evidence. Demonstration of proof that you know God and you have the power. Well, the greatest power is that when people know who you were and the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you know now no man after the flesh. And there should be, an ex- there should be such a dramatic change, not a gradual it should be a dramatic train. I used to look at porn with my father. And when the Holy Spirit came upon me and he saw me, he looked at me and said, he said, you don't do that no more. I said, no, Dad, I don't do that no more. See my witness? Power and a demonstration. See, we, we're playing with this thing. It won't no gradual. He, he know my heart. That's the problem. It's immediate change. Immediate. Immediate. Immediate change. Man, I, I didn't get to go where I wanted to go. I had some other places, but I've been pulled. I have to pull back, but some people say they still want to go, but I'm going to go ahead and be mindful of it. Oh, man, thank you all for coming out today. Um, I need you all to share, post, subscribe, and comment, and do all the things that you need to do. Rewatch, please rewatch. Man, thank y'all for coming out. I love y'all. Shabbat Shalom.